In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 1879, I think the year is in the bulletin. Our Lady appeared in Knock, County Mayo, in Ireland. And so today would be regarded as her feast day. I thought about modeling the homily after Our Lady of Knock, except that she just simply stood there for three hours and said nothing. That would be a little awkward. But she stood there with St. John in front of an altar with the lamb and the crucifix behind her. And when we see the gospel and the death and resurrection of Christ proclaimed, there's not much more that needs to be said. Today, the sacred scripture focuses our attention on a particular aspect of the kingdom of God, or two aspects of it that are worthy of our attention. From the first reading, Isaiah 66, and then this gospel from Luke chapter 12, both describe for us how people will come from everywhere, from every nation, from east, west, north, and south. For the chosen people of God, this is uh, something unusual. Everyone is meant to be part of the kingdom of God eventually. That sounds like good news. But the gospel also makes it clear that not everyone who wants to be in the kingdom of God will be able to be. Thursday's gospel from the gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, summarizes these two readings of Isaiah 66 and Luke 12. In Matthew 22, our Lord tells the story, paints the picture of heaven as a wedding banquet. The wedding banquet is the Bible's favorite analogy for heaven. And the king who is throwing this wedding banquet sent messengers out to the invited guests to tell them that the time was now, but nobody came. And then they went out to invite other people and did not receive a good reception. And then finally, anyone and everyone who could be found was invited. And then eventually the, the banquet hall was full. But not everyone was allowed to stay. One man was found without the wedding garment, without being dressed appropriately to honor the dignity of the occasion, and he was sent out. Sometimes we worry about those people who don't love God, who don't care, who don't want to go to heaven. But today's gospel and Thursday's gospel warn us, even people who want to go to heaven won't necessarily get there. It doesn't seem to be good news, but it's important for us to know. The Catechism of the Catholic Church cites all of these passages of sacred scripture in one paragraph. Paragraph 1036, quote, The affirmations of sacred scripture and the teachings of the church on the subject of hell are a call to the responsibility incumbent upon man to make use of his freedom in view of his eternal destiny. They are at the same time an urgent call to conversion. Enter by the narrow gate. 
For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Since we know neither the day nor the hour, we should follow the advice of the Lord and watch constantly, so that when the single course of our earthly life is completed, we may merit to enter with him into the marriage feast and be numbered among the blessed and not like the wicked and slothful servants, be ordered to depart into the eternal fire, into the outer darkness where men will weep and gnash their teeth. Unquote. So where's the good news? What is the good news? Not that hell exists and that many people will go, even some people who would prefer to be in heaven. Even some people who at one point were in the company of our Lord. The good news is to realize that heaven is impossible for everyone. And God invites everyone to it. And everyone who accepts that invitation and remains faithful to Christ does go to heaven. That's not just good news, that's incredible news. Heaven is beyond our dreams. Some people only dream that their very, very difficult life not go on too long. Some people pray for a comfortable, happy, and prosperous life. Some people even do dream of heaven and think about that. But its reality is far beyond even our greatest dreams. And it's out of our reach. No one can go by their own efforts. But God invites everyone and gives us every necessary assistance to be with him forever in heaven. Our Lord wants us to know what it will cost us. We have to be faithful to him. We have to obey him. He's going to teach us things that don't always make sense. We have to trust him. We have to avoid the things that he tells us are evil, even if at the moment they seem pretty nice. We have to repent of our sins. We have to forgive. We have to love our enemy. We have to become like God. And being in his company and remaining in communion with him, loving him above all else, will result in his making us even more and more like him. And so the opening prayer today puts these words on our lips. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in the single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. At the altar, then, we see that not only is this our individual desires and our individual responses to God's grace, it's God knitting us together into a body, into a people, a holy nation, a holy priesthood, where we do this together with each other and for each other. And then what is unfolding isn't just something that one day will appear to be miraculous but already is God accomplishing the impossible, creating friendship where there was enmity, bringing life where there was death. 
It's not only the priest who is a man transformed by God who does the impossible, where he takes what's dead and gives it God's eternal life, taking bread and wine and making it the body and blood of Christ, not by his wanting to, not by his sincerity, but by conforming his life and his mind and his soul to the will of God. And God works a miracle. Every baptized Christian is the means of God's grace, bringing life where there's death, bringing grace where there's sin, bringing hope where there is despair. God works the miraculous in each and every one of us, not only individually, but as a body, as a people. And that is very good news. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.